Well, this is great live on YouTube content. <laughs> so well, let's talk about let's talk about what outside of the three movies, if anything, that we've been watching. Chris, I know you you binged Ozark. I did. This hat looks goofy and white and white angle. So I it watched is. the first I watched the first season of Ozark, but I haven't seen it since. Oh man, dude. How did you not complete everything at that point? I have a tendency to not finish. It's things. two two and three are both extremely bingeable. Yeah. Yes. And then I the tried end, watching the end of three. <laughs> I tried watching Code 8 yesterday. I don't know it. Um, so Stephen Amell of Green Arrow fame and his cousin Robbie crowdfunded a short film called Code 8. Basically, uh, like 4% of the population has superpowers and um, those superpowers um, are restricted by the government. And Robbie uh, is kind of the primary character, and he has these superpowers. But they crowdfunded it through Kickstarter. They wanted like two hundred thousand dollars. They made three point four million dollars. Um, so they made it. It was released on video on demand and in theaters for a limited run. Um, and then cool. Netflix bought it. Yeah. Sweet, great job. And, um, <laughs> it was. That is too much. Started out, it started out interesting, and and then like in the middle of it. I was talking to Alec about it. Well, I was reading Alec's review and made a couple comments, and he called it fat in the middle of it, which is absolutely right. Completely lost me. Mm. There we go. We had Tyler for a second. We did? Yeah. I think he probably couldn't get his video to work, so he logged out and logged back in. Well... What else have you been watching? Mm. Oh, devs. I'm on like episode five. It's pretty intense, man. Right, dude? I told you. So, I just finished. Go ahead. I just finished up um, Tales from the Loop on Amazon Amazon Prime. Yeah, you mentioned that last episode. I need to watch that. I did? Yeah, I don't think that was me because I I just started watching it two days ago. Okay, watched all eight episodes. Um, so devs, so the guy in the first episode, Sergey, mm-hmm. right? He was in. Do you remember a couple episodes back before the quarantine, where I was talking about that movie Love, that won like all these awards, and it was essentially just high quality porn okay and, um, <laughs> no i mean it was really well shot and uh hi tyler you just need to start your video buddy and um but that's him that's the guy from that movie so i'm like oh i've kind of seen that guy completely <laughs> naked and, <laughs> and now he's in a movie no oh my god Tyler's having some technical difficulties. Damn it. How's that? We got audio. Now we just need video. Are you on your phone again, Uh, Ty? Yeah. My internet sucks in the stick, so you ain't getting any video. (laughs) I'm sorry. We've been having problems with it all week, so I had to dial in. Oh, are you on the phone? Yeah. Nice. Got time. Better than nothing. Are you able to at least see us on YouTube or anything, or you don't no, want to take I have up the internet? No idea. Why is Jared back? <laughs> no, no. <clears throat> but it's right, quarantine, and we need to see each other. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's all, it's all right. And be comforted by my voice. I don't want to feel you. Should we reschedule yeah. for Tartai though? Because he's the most no, passionate. This is fine. Oh, this is fine. <laughs> I don't know when it's going to get any better, so it's, it's well, fine. Well, to, to be fair, it is a podcast, and um, it is typically an audio yeah. medium, so we just happen to be doing this. it with a funny picture of me. Well, we're live on YouTube, so it would be a little difficult to re-edit it. 
Oh my God! Look at all the viewers. <laughs> I think there's two of I... us, and it's Chris and I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does it show you who the viewers are? I wonder. Can I put a picture up for him? I was yeah. wondering that. <laughs> no, I can't. That would that would have been fun. We can hide him though. I ruined oh. everything. <laughs> You're fine, Tyler. Okay. Can we hide him? What I missed, boys. No, we were just chit chatting about I just realized, uh, lot of stuff. Tony, you're looking clean shaven. What the hell? No, this is still this is two weeks, dude. <laughs> you should see his balls. This yeah, is one day. I shaved yesterday. <laughs> that's Derek's. That's like two hours. I took two inches off. <laughs> and you, you and also see my his balls. beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. All right. Well, Tyler is not me. Tyler it's is not live and in person. But no. this is his show. This is his show. So, Mr. T.Y. Yep, that's right. Tony welcome gave to me Rock. the contract. It's all mine, baby. Well, uh, I mean, welcome to Rockhorn Tribunal. Can we get a We're guitar in? funny. <laughs> Bill and Ted moment there. No, not the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. <laughs> all right, Tyler, it's all oh, you, buddy. Take okay. it away. All right. So, in a coincidence, Trolls World Tour is the first new theatrical film that's been uh, released straight to home video streaming. And I guess it's about rock and roll. I haven't seen it. So we're going to do some rock and roll movies that I think are underrated and obscure and that I love. And that you'll, and after our Evil Dead episode, you'll probably all hate them. <laughs> but it was worth a shot. Um, so, guys, which one do you want to start with? I have no preference. It's your call, buddy. Um... Hmm. Let's do Phantom of the Paradise first. We'll go we'll go in release order. And I know the least about that one. But that one is probably the easiest to find because it actually went it actually had a theatrical run and a DVD release and Blu-ray and all that. Oh well, Brian De Palma has a little little weight to bear behind that, I'm sure. I agree. Oh, oh absolutely. So before before we get into everything, what do what do you guys think, <laughs> Derek? Uh oh. Um, uh, I really liked the music of of this. I will say, yeah, um, Paul Williams slaps, baby. Yeah, like I thought that was really well done. Actually, I kind of expected to totally hate this. I don't like rock operas on the whole. I hate damn it non I love music in the background I really hate when it's like moves the the story along yeah Derek you uh, hate musicals I really do I did not know that about you that's surprising for such I a know. musical guy absolutely that's surprising that's what I'm, I'm saying I'm not a fan either See, nobody gives a shit what you think about Chris. God damn it, Neilis is as Neilis is more of a musician even than I. No, I agree yeah, the completely. two least musically yeah. inclined really like musicals. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm with Derek. Um, you know the first the first kind of doo-wop kind of '50s song I thought was pretty great. Um, well, did you, um, did you see that the the corporate band keeps evolving as, mm-hmm. through different music trends? Yep. Clearly dubbed. Clearly dubbed, which was hilarious. But um, yeah, there's a lot I, of bad dubbing I noticed this time around because I watched really it on bad. Blu-ray for the first time, and I'm like, oh my god. But then when <laughs> when when Paul's character was sitting at the piano just rocking out, I was like, that's pretty fantastic. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. Paul Williams oh. is this movie man. He did all the tunes. He's actually dude. The delivers a hell of a performance. Holy cow! <laughs> so good. Or that scene where he's talking to himself. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> I felt like throughout the movie, I was waiting for the pizza guy to show up with a sausage pizza. If that makes oh, you any thought sense. it was. Did you think it was? 
<laughs> it kind of looks like a 70s porno. I'll get I you felt that. like it was heading in that direction. Like when he's in the line with the girls <laughs> waiting to audition. And... Well, uh, Tony, what do you think the story was? Well, it was Phantom of the Opera. Just basically a rock Kinkier. opera. Yeah. And, and definitely. When was this made? 74? Yeah, I was going to say definitely felt like a 70s movie. Um, oh, and it was Faust at the same time. Yes, there's there's inspiration from Faust and because uh, yeah, that's his whole. I forget what the the term was, but that's that whole show and or album he was working on. Cantata. Yeah, that's cantata. what it was. I'm an idiot. I ain't no music. Well, glad you said it. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple interesting interesting pieces. Um, you know the 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 ties to Phantom of the Opera. Um, the sleazy mm-hmm. music producer um, mm-hmm. who was like four foot two for some reason. That was hilarious to me. Paul um, Williams is a little guy. I Do you guys remember when he had a cameo in Baby Driver? And I'm like, who is the midget? They, oh, my God, that's Paul Williams. <laughs> he's five foot two. Yeah, he's um, short. The, uh, the girl. Oh, God, I can't remember her name. Jessica Harper. Uh, she's, Harper. she's from Shock Treatment. Yeah, and she's been in a couple of Woody Allen movies, which is how I know her. She has she has this sweet little demure kind of act, and then she starts singing, and you're just like, "Damn, what up?" Yeah, so excellent. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was pretty impressive. I mean, o- overall, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. I will say it probably wasn't my favorite of the three. Um, okay. But from a cinematic standpoint, I felt like it had the most cinematic value. Oh, absolutely. I'll Without give it that. It's definitely the most widely seen and known of the three. I liked it better than um, any but of the I, Evil Dead movies. Well, we can't keep comparing everything to those masterpieces, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are mean. Like you even said, like you were pulling up IMDb scores. I'm like, or no, it's Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm like, e- the Evil Dead's got 95, bro. <laughs> You're in the minority. We're not going to talk about that again. That was a different time. I'm not upset. <laughs> Fine. You started so, it, Tyler. You said after the I Evil know. Dead episode, you probably ate it. I know. I know. I know. It was me. I did that. Um, so, Tony said it wasn't his favorite of the three. Where does it, where does it rank for you, Bailey? Uh, I mean, because it was the most watchable, I, I thought it was my favorite. If I had to pick one, I didn't this love it. This is gonna be a fun it. episode. <laughs> <laughs> I made uh, it through think, all three, think? but I wasn't like excited by any of them. Fair enough. Did you mer- did you shotgun them? I think Tony did. Uh, for the most part, I watched one last night and two this afternoon. Took a nap between Get Crazy and Phantom. I think they're all an hour and a half, if not some of them shorter. So yeah, they're it's not all like the most painful thing in the world, well, even if you don't like them. I think two were hour and a half, and one was an hour forty. <laughs> so he was counting, which is the important thing. Um, so you guys, did, would you say Phantom had the best music of the three? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, Paul Williams, man, what a stud. So tell us a little bit about Paul Williams and who he is for those who may listen to this and not know. I don't I'm going to I'm going to show my age here. I literally mostly know him from Muppet things cuz he did the movie the music for the Muppet movie and he cameos in that. And I think he did the music <clears throat> for Muppet Christmas Carol and a couple of television specials and things, but other than that I don't know a lot about Paul Williams. I just know he was pretty big in the in the 70s. Derek and Chris, do either of you two as musicians know a little more? I mean, I got his wiki pulled up. I can read there some of that. that. That's, that Whoa. that's like knowing things about him. <laughs> he's written he's written a lot of songs that you know, pretty much. Yeah, right? like yes. David no, Bowie's yeah, Fill Your like... Heart, The Carpenters, We've Only Just Begun, and Rainy Days and Mondays. Mm-hmm. He did Rainbow Connection from Muppet Dog Movie. Night. Yep, 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 yep. Uh... Oh shit! He did Evergreen, the love theme from Barbara Streisand's *Star Is Born*. You say, "Oh shit!" Like, oh, I love that no song. Way. Well, yeah, I mean, *The Star Is Born* <laughs> a really good score. 
Which one? It's been all, remade like seven really? times. I think only four, but they're all really good and different. So he's a he's a very accomplished songwriter. I mean, if you look at himself, yeah. you look at people like John Hyatt. They've written Julia Michaels. They've written hits for these big name musicians, whether it's from the seventies, eighties, nineties, or even today, right? So mm-hmm. Brian De Palma had the opportunity to make this movie. Brought in. Um, Paul to, to write all the music, ended up... The way I read it, and clarify this with me, had him come in to write the movie and then cast him in the movie. As far as I know, I think I think that's correct, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, wasn't terrible. I mean, whoa. Bye, Derek. Oh, boy. Where did you go, Bailey? I guess he didn't like my opinion. He does that. He'll be back. Or he closed his browser while he was, after he got done reading about Paul Williams. <laughs> um, so, how's everybody's week been? <laughs> We're just waiting for him. Tyler, are you getting, going crazy at your parents yet? I'm uh, I'm surviving. Drawing a lot. So that's fun. That's cool. I saw how a lot you of been... you. How so, am I? My drawings. Yeah, how how you been I'm, passing the time? I'm having very, very, very vivid dreams. Derek just texted me, said Zoom crashed. Um, very vivid dreams. Um, uh, not necessarily sleeping very well. I did buy a weighted blanket when that came. I have um, one. That helps. So I will try that as soon as Tristan ends up going home. He's with me tonight. Hey! Welcome back, yeah. Derek. Grazie! Thanks. Uh, don't you ever do that again. Oh, my God. I'm so I'm, sorry. I never want to hear that voice from Chris ever again. It's <laughs> my bedroom voice. I can't stop hearing it. That's your bedroom voice? Oh, Christine. Oh, That's my I like the Tyler. Way, I like the way you look in those yoga pants. That's my Tyler oh stop pushing voice. And you have two <laughs> kids. That's frightening. <laughs> okay. Maybe he knows so something t- we don't. That's why I have two kids. I'm going to try that with my next <laughs> girlfriend. I'm going to be like, hey, I got something for you. I'm going to walk out. I'm going to walk back and be like, what are back for love? Take off your pants. <laughs> Boom. Are you ready? <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> I'm all in. Sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right, Tyler, next movie. What's going on? What are we talking about? Let's talk about Get Crazy. Let's so, get crazy about Get Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so a guy named Alan Arkush directed a movie called Rock and Roll High School, starring the Ramones. And he's off to pretty good stuff. That's the one. And he was off to a pretty good start in his career. And then he made Heartbeat with Bernadette Peters, and he thought he'd never work again. Well, he thought Heartbeat then, was going to be the next Star Trek. No one thought that. <laughs> that is, that is exactly Cox, what he That's exactly what he said in that interview that you shared oh with us. He God, said he thought he was making the next big science fiction film. Yikes. And then when it failed, well, he thought it, was it So it could just be a huge prank on all of us. Poor guy. <laughs> Anyway, so Alan Arkus used to work, uh, I think, in like rock concerts and things and wanted to write a movie about that. But the best he could do is this company wanted him to make like an air pit plane style comedy farce out of the idea. So yep. he went ahead and did that. And, and not unlike Mel Brooks, the producers, they learned they could make more money of this thing tanked with like a tax shelter than if they released it. So they gave it a shitty trailer and barely released it in theaters. And it made bombed. 30000 um, $30, in theaters. Yeah, so did our next movie, but we'll, we'll get to that. There's a theme here. Um, it, it had a new life on HBO, um, and it's only been released on VHS. So to put it, because number one, I, I think the elements are missing or destroyed. 
And number two, the soundtrack would be expensive to get the licensing for. So I don't think it's ever going to be on DVD or Blu-ray. What, you mean Malcolm um, McDowell but... won't give away his, his licensing rights? <laughs> no, but he'll talk to his penis. It's great. Right? right. Um, <laughs> He's a um, So I, last year in January, I went to B-Fest, which is 24 hours straight of bad movies. And this was one of them. And I was, Dude, I, I could not survive that. I would definitely have like thrown up and like just left. I had a great time. I believe it. <laughs> I can see that. We'll officially be recasting our, our podcast. <laughs> I picked Showgirls for when I finally slept because I had seen it before and I wasn't going to watch it with a bunch of horny losers. What like movie? Myself. Sitting right here. Showgirls. <laughs> Nothing worse than nerd boners at 4 a.m. Anyways, I saw it get crazy there, and, I'll, and it, it might be because I watched it with a crowd and had a little uh, herbal enhancement. I had a really good time with it. And you, had found, some tea. you had some tea? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Very, very green tea. Like, this, this puts me in a good mood, this Earl Grey. Patrick Stewart's got it going on, man. Um, and I really liked it. So I found a bootleg online, and I own that. Haven't watched it since B-Fest. Um, but I did some research into why I'd never heard of this movie before. Um, and I think I think it's underrated. Uh, what did you guys think? Oh, real quick. Uh, Bailey, what did yeah. you think the story was? Uh, the story was weak as fuck, but I can tell you that what happened. So Okay. Uh, this dude owns this theater that is quite popular. It's putting on its 15th New Year's Eve show. Um, and this rich guy wants to buy it and knock it down and build uh, 15 level condos. My dog just puked right over there. Awesome. <laughs> he did not care for the film. And the rich people are trying to sabotage the New Year's Eve show so they can buy the building for nothing. And... Everyone else is just having a really good time at this crazy. Sounds almost show. like another. It sounds almost like a modern era movie that I think we've all seen. Does What's anyone that? remember? Uh, starring Ethan Embry and Liv Tyler, the Empire Records, maybe. Oh, oh God! Go to your a little bit. Maybe a little. Yeah, Neil. I, I got that feeling watching it. So. And then there's um, a subplot of a love story between the stage directors. Because um, mm-hmm, the o- mm-hmm. only only characters I really like semi got invested in. Um, <clears throat> otherwise, I mean, I like the music. It's pretty good. This was but, actually my favorite. Did you laugh at all? Of the three. Uh, no, I thought uh, it was way too corny. <laughs> okay. Do you like Airplane yeah. and that style of humor? Like Naked Gun? Uh, I gotta really be in the mood. That's fair. This was my favorite of the three, but you talk about comparisons to Airplane. I don't see it. I mean, it had some stupid humor in it, but it didn't have, I mean, Shirley, you just don't ever call me Shirley. Or, you know, whatever, however it goes. You know, well, it didn't it have, have any... the verbal wit. Yeah, fair enough. But I mean, like, there's a shark in the men's room. There's a giant joint walking around. Yeah, I mean, that's... That slowly start that slowly gets smoked the longer it goes into the movie. Yes, See, I like. I, I think that's great. <laughs> I thought it was intriguing that the bombs were all clear plastic balls with flashing lights in them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was a trip. I mean, I, so- I guess I did like electric. Uh, Willie or Electric Larry. Electric Larry is awesome, yeah. and that whole anytime he's on screen when that music plays, it's so yeah. cool. That that was he was probably my favorite. <laughs> I thought that that worked very nice. But yeah, most who, of the, like the comedic stuff, I was just like, man. Who was the yeah. assistant stage manager? The guy with the hat. I liked him and his crush on Malcolm McDowell. Oh, girlfriend. on the Countess. There was oh, an, and then when. Ma- 
when Malcolm's having his little orgy, then he discovers that his wife's cheating on him and he gets all upset. I'm like, that's great. Dude, <laughs> the, the best part of that, right? So, so I ha- boobs and butts aside, when they were stacked up in the closet and Malcolm crawls out. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty <laughs> betrayed. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. And then he drinks the water and starts having a conversation with his cock. That was pretty great, too. Yeah, and then he makes good. his cocky stage manager. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot you don't know about me. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked his song, too. A Hot Shot, I thought was great. Oh, I mean, yeah. so, so Daniel Stern, first of all, I, I've never been a big Daniel Stern fan, right? I always, I always, oh, really? I don't know. Oh, Fred Savage hates the Wondering Years. I kind of hated him in, in Home Alone. I know he did my voiceovers oh. for the Wonder Years. Thank um, you. That's all I wanted. <laughs> yeah. I love him in Home Alone and Home Alone 2. Yeah. But uh, I actually enjoyed him in this movie. Kind of care. He, he was kind of the, the titular character. Um, the the girl in this movie, I thought, was the girl from Blade Runner. No. No. I, about Gail Edwards? Yeah. Uh, John Young, was, right? I thought it was Sean Young, and it wasn't. I was, uh, I was pretty like she looks a lot like her, younger Sean Young. Uh, his little sister was the chick from Halloween Three, but I doubt any of you have seen that. Shut up, Miss Leotard in striped pants, or striped leotard in purple pants. Uh, the one that he calls on the phone, and then Malcolm McDowell's creepy posters in the background. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> My favorite part of this movie, hands down, was the slow motion stage dives off of the second level. Oh, yes. I agree. Like five <laughs> minutes of just people doing random gainers and and triple flips and all this shit. And everybody's catching them because that shit never happens. Right. <laughs> um, so that was that. Uh, but I mean, so yes, this was clearly my favorite of the three. I didn't love it. It still felt very... Like, I put it in the Evil Dead in the same... Like, when we talk about schlock, this is what feels like schlock yeah. to me, right? Yeah, um, if it, great. yeah. If it, if it would have played while I was working, I would have liked it. The fact that I had to sit and watch it for 90 minutes, I was just like... Yeah. I mean, it wasn't as good as when I first saw it, but nothing's ever going to beat that experience. But it's a lot. Sublime the funeral... I know it's a cheap gag, but I thought that shit was crazy. Here's, here's the point I want to make about this. So we watched these three movies, which are clearly Tyler's choices. And, you know, clearly they're not, I don't know. I don't want to call them like art films or major studio films, but clearly they're a little kind of off the beaten path. I think we can all agree. Oh, on, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. But, but I don't want to say way. they're terrible movies because everyone has different tastes in movies, right? Would oh, I watch sure. them again? I would watch all three of these before I would watch any of the Evil Dead movies ever again. I it always comes back to that with you. Man, well, because that's, 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 my, that's my ground floor for schlock right there, right? Um, but I think, you know, Phantom had its redeeming qualities with the music, right? I mean, I, there was great music there written by a well-known songwriter. Um, and then in Get Crazy, you know, you have kind of the... But the early career of Daniel Stern and um, Ed Gale, whatever Ed Bagley yeah. Jr. Right? Um, and and you, Lou know, Reed, and you had Bob Lou Dylan. Reed, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Lou Reed was in two of the three movies, by the way, which I thought was kind yes, of interesting. Um, so they're not terrible movies, and they're not movies that someone is going to be like, "The fuck am I watching?" Because you'll recognize people. In both kind of genres and directions. But, mm-hmm. you know, this is why we call it Rockhorn Tribunal. Because it's not our typical show. But at the same time, it, it was a fun watch for all three of them. I can't wait to talk about the third, actually. Well, thank you. <laughs> and again, I don't intentionally try to throw, like, schlocky or... Oh, really? You quit. Quit the show. Mm. I think Tyler's house just blew up. Yeah, I was wondering what was going on. Oh my god, I was on mute and I went through a whole thing. <laughs> can you? Well, can you hear we me thought now? you were. 
your porn torrents took down your feed. Uh, <laughs> it happens, but not this time. Um, um, I don't like I was saying. Uh, I don't intentionally try to pick like schlock or niche movies just to be off the beaten path. Like I wanted to pick three films that I like that are kind of out there and trying different things that I think need more love. And yeah, I, I'm not going to pretend like they're all perfect movies. Like they have flaws, but I, I mean, there's stuff I've never seen before. Certainly that, I mean, even if you look at rock and rule, that definitely influenced at least goof troop or a goofy movie. <laughs> it felt to me like it actually kind of influenced labyrinth as well. A little bit. Yeah, no, I definitely get that vibe. Uh, so, um, well, Tony, did, real quick before we transition to our next film, did you did you laugh at get crazy at all, or were you kind of in a eh mood? Oh no, I mean, I definitely laughed at some pieces of it. I mean, but I'm older, you know. I mean, I'm 43 years old, oh, sure. so that's kind of that's early generation for me, you know. Um, mm-hmm. it, it had its moments. There, surprisingly, like I didn't expect as much boobs as there were. There were a there lot were of boobs. <laughs> um, especially watching it on YouTube. By the way, yes, two of the three movies that we're discussing today are available on YouTube. Yes, I posted them to the Facebook page because yes. in the, in the, you can't get it anywhere. In the case of Rock and Rule, it's really hard to get a copy or it's really expensive. Yeah. So. If, you want some, if you want some quarantine fun, watch them. You know, I mean, there's definitely, oh, yeah. we'd, love to hear, we'd love to hear what you guys think about them. But... Um, I mean, yeah, it was fun. It wasn't as funny as Airplane for me. You know, I mean, I, I oh, enjoy no. Airplane. I mean, those are uh, like Abrams and Abrahams. Whatever those guys are called, that's their peak, you know. So I'm not going to pretend it's better than Airplane, but the yeah. fact that a movie like this attempted that kind of humor to a degree of success, I think is impressive yeah. because you see all the ripoffs, like, epic movie and that yeah. and it's like these can bomb real hard if nobody gives a shit and i feel like they gave a shit for get crazy here's what i love about it i love that if i were to watch this movie sitting right next to you i know that you would be dying laughing and i would be yes. like what the fuck is he laughing at and that's <laughs> kind that kind of made it a little more enjoyable for me okay i'll take that um yeah actually when i showed a buddy of mine who almost certainly won't listen to this but in case he is uh, airplane for the first time, and he was not. But he said he got joy out of watching me laugh my ass off at things. So you know, I've, I've watched I've part. watched movies with you, and there are moments when you were dying laughing, and I'm looking like, what the fuck is he laughing at? But then, <laughs> but then there's been movies that I've seen with you, like Motherless Brooklyn, where I'm dying laughing, and you're looking at me like, what the fuck is he laughing? Well, you laugh at, at so, awful things. I can't even say that because I laughed at the blind funeral and get crazy. So I'm. Perez is hilarious. <laughs> I was scrolling. Through, I was scrolling through TikTok this morning, and I felt like there was a theme. There's like four famous TikTokers who they do cooking videos with their Tourette's twitches. So oh I'm trying God. to crack eggs, and like fuck shit, and they throw the egg. Across. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever, and I feel that oh, I'm crying. Fun. I'm thinking about it, laughing. So. So, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. Tourette's is certainly funny. And I love that they kind of make fun of themselves through the whole process. I digress. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, on to our third movie, which also came out in 83 and has Lou Reed in it. Rock and Rule is a... I, guess, I, want, I want to make a, a statement here. I want okay. to make a statement. I have said Make numerous times on this podcast that I am not a huge fan of animation, right? Sure. When I say that, I mean serialized animated series. I like a good animated movie, if it's a good right. animated movie. But a serialized 30 minutes every week animated series, I have a difficult time getting into it. It doesn't have anything to do with the art. It doesn't have anything to do with the humor. I just, as much as I want to pretend that I'm a kid at heart, I cannot sit and watch what I feel is a kid's television show. South Park is the closest I've ever gotten to really enjoying any form of animation. I didn't know this movie was animated. And as soon as I started watching it, I texted 
I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know I was going to sneak one in there. I want you to appreciate it, damn it. <laughs> okay, that's it. All right, that's all I have to say. Okay. <laughs> so, Nelvana is a Canadian animation studio that does a lot of, like, children's shows and stuff, like, that I grew up with. Like, I know they did Care Bears and they did, like, Little Bears, stuff like that. This is their first feature film, and they didn't want to go, like, full heavy metal as an adult animated film, but they wanted to kind of do their spin on it. Um, so they went into production on Rock and Roll. Um, and I didn't think about heavy this, metal. I didn't think about heavy metal when we were talking about this. I, I get it now. Well, heavy metal's more realistic in graphics. <laughs> um, but yeah, so short version of this, and I also posted this on the, on the Facebook page. MGM kind of bought the distribution rights, watched the movie, made edits, watched it again, didn't like it. So they just tanked it in the marketing and put it in as few theaters as they were legally required to, and it bombed hard. And like, like get crazy. Uh, it, it has a cult following because it was on VHS and had a ton of showings on like HBO. Um, and now, oh, what's it? Unearthed Films has released the uncut uh, version on DVD in 2005 and Blu-ray in 2010, I think. Um, but they're really hard to find. And if you can't find them, they're expensive as hell. Um, but I saw this back in college because my roommate was a big animation fan. So we would have obscure animated movie nights. And I'm like, why haven't I heard of this? And now you know. So, <laughs> Tony, what do you think the story was? I feel like there's Tony. a no. Tony's here. Tony's just had to pick up his dog's puke. So, <clears throat> what do I think the story was? Um, this one's probably got the most complicated quote-unquote plot out of all three because <laughs> it's weird and confusing. Um, I don't know. I can give it a shot. Okay, Bailey, what you got? So uh, basically, multi-platinum award-winning record producer. Uh, He's an artist. Yeah, kind of similar to Paul Williams, right, though? is uh, mm-hmm. Has risen to uh, musical fame and power through domination. Uh, finds some magical device or formula uh, by which he can essentially rule the world by bringing a demon in from another dimension if he can create the proper code through a voice that he's been looking for right which everyone else thinks is a talent search yes and then he finds this deborah harry sounding dog looking chick and then her band tries to to save her or whatever and um they were writing the script as they were going along in production and you can definitely tell because i think yeah (laughs) <laughs> the storytelling's the weakest part because you could easily have no idea what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah, it it meanders a lot, oh, and yeah. I have no idea why they felt the need for the mutated animal setup, like when they mostly look like humans and act like humans. That was uh, yeah, I agree. Completely unnecessary. <laughs> Doesn't really add. Anything other than, I guess, animals are more fun to draw. Sure. And you could set it in a weird punk, like, post-apocalyptic world. Other right. than that, I'm with you. No reason to do that. <laughs> there, was a, there was a Jabba the Hutt, Princess Leia kind of moment that weirded me out just a little bit. I actually don't know what you're talking about. Because it's been a couple of days since I watched it. What do you... With, it was just a sequence where Debbie, where De- yeah, where Debbie Harry's character was. It was it was definitely a shadow sequence, like you could just see their outline. I don't oh, know. some animator got pervy. I got yeah, yeah. Well, like it's rated PG, but it's like 80s PG, so it has an edge. But like it's really not 
that bad except for the club sequence where there's drugs and yeah. things. It's really out of place. <laughs> I felt like I was watching an entire movie of the pink elephant sequence from Dumbo meets um, the uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. That's what I felt like. That's a fair comparison. Um, I like trippy animation and I love music and I love the movie right up my alley. Just like I didn't watch it for the story. And it's got really kick-ass animation. Like that demon at the end? Holy shit. See, see, <laughs> see, and this, this, is, this is where we need a little bit of explanation. If you watch the copy that is posted to our Facebook page, it says it is in high definition. It is not in high My definition. My bad. 480. Well, if that. Well, it went we're up talking to like 80 when I posted it, and I didn't really scrub through. So I no, 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 but you, you're okay. Bad. So... So the thing is, is the creator can post high definition content if the image that they put at the beginning of the video is considered high definition. But the print oh. of the film is clearly not high definition. So I felt like I was watching oh. like Watership Down, kind of dirty, grimy, meets labyrinth and animation form kind of weird movie. So it really bothered me throughout. But... Um, I thought the character development was kind of okay. Like Debbie Harry's character, I I enjoy. I like that character. Um, oh yeah. Un- unfortunately, I actually kind of liked Mox Swagger. You know, so I mean, no, he's the best character because everyone else is kind of underwritten. I don't care about the band. He had emotionless right. ear for a little bit yeah. of the movie. He had emotionless eyes. Every other character you could see. Kind I of love movement. his lips, though. Like some yeah. animator got paid overtime to animate those suckers. I guarantee. Absolutely. I mean, clearly, Clearly a Mick Jagger clone. I mean, we talked a little bit about that, but it's Mick Jagger mixed with Bowie, and they were they were originally Jagger. He said no way in hell, but they were already like part way through animating it, so like uh, his name's Mock. Can't say his full name because we'll get sued. We but, as you pointed out, that's uh, shit. Who is that from the X Men cartoon? You pointed it out yesterday. I cannot remember. Oh, the life of me. Saber Two. Yeah, so Mark's voice by Sabretooth from the X-Men cartoon, and I had no idea. Uh, mm. I was like, I recognize that voice, I just don't know where it's from. Yeah, Yeah. no, the whole movie, I'm like, sounds familiar. Maybe it's a fantastic fantastic voice, too. Fantastic voice. A great, great voiceover work right there. I love that guy. But he was Sabretooth in the X-Men. He did a ton of other work, but that's where I recognized him. Oh, yeah. No, that's where I recognized and then Tyler's like, I thought you hated animation and you watched the X-Men. That's such a great cartoon. I was like, hey, asshole, yeah. I watched some shit. <laughs> that show's awesome. I might get Disney. If I ever get Disney Plus, I'm going to watch that right away. Just come watch it on mine after quarantine, dude. That could be like two you, years from now. You live a mile away. Not right now. <laughs> That's your choice. Um. Anyways, so... I love the mu- movie, the music wasn't great. The music wasn't great. Like if you take the music in this movie think? and you put it next to the music of Get Crazy, it's like what the fuck is happening here? I think I think some of the tracks are really good. I'm not going to pretend they're all great. So the track that got stopped short in the club was actually what I liked the most. I was so yeah. pissed. Agreed. I think Agreed. I think that's the Earth Wind and Fire song. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, excellent. I like the end but, song. I think that's I thought that kicked ass. Debbie Harry's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I agree. You know, what's funny is um, you did a very good job of picking rock-themed movies, right? Um, I feel like I feel like these movies were really carried by the music themes in them. Absolutely. Where mm-hmm. if you had done something like Rock of Ages, right, it would have just been a rock musical. Um, or School so, uh, of Rock is just a comedy about rock. Yeah. Oh, no, you could have done School of Rock, and I would have been good with that. <laughs> I oh, love School movie. of Rock. I can quote yeah, the whole thing. Absolutely. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I get what you were going for, and, and I know I may have been reticent reticent in the beginning, but, um, I mean, I, I it was maybe I've watched too much Netflix, but it was, it was enjoyable. You know, I, di- I did watch all three in a row. I didn't. I didn't. And you weren't miserable like the time we shotgunned the Evil Dead movies. So that's a good sign. Why do you keep bringing up the Evil Dead, Tyler? Huh? 
Why do you keep bringing him up? Because yeah. it will always Derek, hurt me. That's why. That was probably the most miserable I think Derek and I have ever been for a six-hour period of time. Not me. And I've had hernia <laughs> surgery. I God haven't really. I haven't really, <laughs> but, I can, but I can imagine. That's what it feels like. Um. So, That's I mean, mean, I get, again, respect, Tyler. We get it. You love these movies. We appreciate that. That There's a reason you're a part of this podcast, and it's because each of the three of us have different ideas about different movies, and that's mm-hmm. okay. So, but yeah, so, so the cool thing is, is what we've been doing because of quarantine, because all the movies are out of the theaters coming through on VOD or whatnot, is we've kind of each been picking a theme. Derek had the theme for AI, kind of science fiction um, this week, Tyler picked Rockhorn Tribunal. We're yeah. trying to convince producer Chris over here to uh, to pick our theme for next week. And within about 10 minutes, he responded with, I have no idea of a theme. No idea. So, um, <laughs> so hopefully we can get him to pick that theme. Um, but yeah, so... I I kind of I'm I'm ready to kind of call this one because I think Derek um has some stuff to do. Yeah. Um Tyler, I know this was your call, so let's go with your final thoughts. Tell us what you think. Tell us, you know, should we watch these movies again? Why should our listeners watch the movies? Okay. Um yeah, and then after that, if you guys want to give your quick final thoughts on each three and how you rank them in terms of enjoyability. No, um, we're not yeah, going to do that. Real cool. <laughs> We're not going to do that. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you like really kind of campy, out there, obscure movies, and even if you don't, like, I hope at the very least you can have an experience like Tony where, like, even though you didn't necessarily think they were all good movies, you had a good time watching them because they're so interesting and out there different. Um. And I know the, all three of these movies have their own cult following, but I still don't think they're widely known enough because I know a lot about movies and I had to stumble upon all three. Um, but yeah, if you like, for the most part, really good music, really out there visuals and uh, a viewing experience that's off the beaten path, I highly recommend checking these three out because I love them. Off the beaten path, off the beaten path is definitely a a, a very good way to define these movies. Um, I think for me, for me, I think um, Get Crazy was probably my favorite of the three, uh, and then um, Principal or Principal Phantom of the Paradise. Paradise. Thank you, Phantom of the Paradise, um, and then Rock and Rule. Um, and that has nothing to do with the animation piece of it. I, I think you sure. talked a little bit about how the script was continually being written throughout the process, and it was pretty apparent. Um, and the product problems, and I think it shows, but I think it still yeah. turned out something special. You know what's interesting is you, I could kind of see Rock and Roll being remade as a live-action movie without having to worry about the mutant side of things, and I think it would work. I think it would work. I think there's potential in the premise... I think if you actually made it like an actual rock opera and wrote original songs to go with it. Like Tommy. And it was, yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. like yeah. that. And yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. So those, those are my three, um, you know, watch the two for free on YouTube. Um, and then if you get a bug, it's on iTunes and you can watch it in 720p. So Derek, what are your thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, upon rethinking, I'm pretty much right with Tony actually. Um, I mean, there's definitely some uh, higher film quality to Phantom, uh, but Get Crazy is probably the only one I would consider putting on again. Um, and then Rock and Roll, yeah, just meandered way too much. I actually really enjoyed the animation, but I was so bored. You know, it's funny, is now that I think about it, something that just stuck out to me, the animation and the character development felt a lot like the Disney version of Robin Hood. Mm. I can see it. Kind of the, the style of the characters felt very much like that. <clears throat> so, all right. So, listen, we're going to let Derek get out of here because he's got some work to do. Got to make that gorilla. Uh, so we'll see you later, Derek. Um, next week, we'll be doing Chris's topic. He will pick one. We will make him. We'll discuss it. We will work together. We will figure this shit out. 
Um, yeah. Stay safe. Stay home. Keep your hands clean. Um, take care of others. Take care of those around you. Um, and then as soon as the movie theaters open back up, go see some movies. Uh, you know, we've yeah. got stories about AMC theaters potentially closing down, um, Regal struggling. So, you know, movies are something that allow us to kind of disconnect from society and disconnect from the real world as a whole. That's kind of the whole point of it. So when everything gets back, starts getting back to normal, um, go see some movies. Um, definitely worth it. The other thing Damn too right. is there's gonna there's gonna be a lot of streaming services coming out that have great deals. I've been watching some of the trailers for stuff coming for Peacock, which is NBC's new streaming service, and there's some great shows that look like they're coming up with. And they're doing a Punky Brewster remake with Punky and with Freddie Prince Jr. So I hate to say it, but I'm actually pretty excited for that one. Um, so definitely keep an eye out. You know the, uh, the entertainment industry struggling a little bit, um, but like a family, a lot of these shows that have the same consistent cast are actually still working to film throughout this, so that they can provide new content for all of us. Uh, so make sure you go and support them. I think that's really important. Um, I just I, I watched a video of someone from the Goldbergs, and they're actually still in production right now. But the reason for that is because they play a family. So the reality is, is they're quarantining like a family on set. Um, so, you know, support, support the arts, support entertainment, uh, even if it's your local artists. I know that there's uh, uh, the Broadway fund is, is supporting Broadway actors that are out of work right now. Um, so I definitely encourage you to work around, do some research, find the right arts charities if you're interested in helping. Um, also, you know, support us. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, yeah. whatever you need to do. Leave us a rating. Let us know what you think. If you don't like us, send us a message on Facebook. Tell us what we can do better. Um, yeah. Other than that, thanks for tuning in, guys. We know you have many choices over this quarantine period. So thanks for tuning in to us. Uh, Chris, you, you've become like the great wizard that sits behind the scenes and says nothing. But uh, glad you could make it. Um, Always. And... Uh, we will have these live shows that we've that we've recorded. We will have those up and in your podcast app so you can listen to them audio only if you'd like as well. So Tyler, glad you could make it. Um hope we can figure thank you, thank out you. next week how your get your internet to work a little I'm better. looking into it. But uh other than that, thanks for joining us, Chris. Have a good night. Tell Christine we said hello. Tyler, yeah. tell your family we said hello. And uh, everyone have a good night. All right. See ya.